money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good, because <laughs> this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. I'm Dave Van Oppen. I'm here with my wife, Reb, and we have a special guest all of our guests are special because they join <laughs> us. They say yes to our invitation. So, that, so we're going to get to our special guest in a few minutes. But as is, our, I want to do a little little intro before we get to the scripture verse because the last number of shows we've been doing, we've had a, actually three pastors on the show. We had Pastor Dan on for a couple shows. We had Pastor Ray uh, from, from Compass. Compass on, and the last number of shows we've been discussing and having this conversation around how in the church, in our church communities, it's difficult for the leadership to talk about money, to bring that to the forefront. And our guest today, um, well, they're in the middle of something exciting, and they've had to talk about money <laughs> from the front of the church. So it just, you know, it's great how God kind of brings these connections in, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking about the difficulty that sometimes it is for pastors to, to, to do that. And here we have, uh, in a sense, a success story today that we're going to just praise God. We're gonna, we're, it's just going to be fun to talk about what God's doing here in Ottawa in a church that has talked about money. So that's that's my little promo. Now you can all, Yeah, don't you know, turn off the radio. <laughs> you won't want to miss today. No, that's that's like the, hey, Dave, shut up and let's get on to the interview, right? <laughs> but you do have some verses that you want to share. Um, yes, I'm going to read from Psalm 127 this morning. These are verses that um, actually I first became aware of many years ago when I was first starting um, to homeschool our kids. Uh, so I'm going to read Psalm 127. And again, it doesn't directly relate to money, but it relates to building, So, <laughs> which leads into our guest this morning. But anyway, we'll get there. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And then it goes on and talks about the children being a heritage of the Lord. And they're like uh, arrows in the hand of a warrior. Um, but I'm going to read those, uh, that first verse again. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Mm-hmm. And those verses uh, have been echoing uh, in my prayer life for many years. Um, and, and actually, I've prayed a lot uh, since David and I have uh, taken the more than enough business in the last uh, few years. The, the, that's been the cry of my heart just for the business. Lord, unless you build the house, unless you build this, unless you do the work, we're, we're working in vain. And who wants to work 
in vain. I mean, what does that mean? That works. That means you're going to get no fruit from your labor. But unless he doesn't, and un- as as a person who prays, unless I'm praying, unless God's watching over everything, I'm I'm praying in vain. And who wants to pray in vain? This this wasted time. And I, it just it also struck me because I thought when I think of these verses, I think of the verses in First Peter, and I found those today where where God talks about. Um, laying the foundation stone and that the chief cornerstone is Christ. Mm-hmm. And he who believes on him, the scripture says in First Peter 2, will never be put to shame. And I love that idea that, Lord, we're asking you to, you build it, you do it. And mm-hmm. how is he going to do it? He's going to do it by laying the chief cornerstone, the foundation piece of Christ. And that is just exciting. I love it when the Old Testament speaks to the new and the new to the old. And it just, it, that just excites me. And I'm thinking about the verses in Mark that talk about how well, Christ is talking about the parable of the sower and the, the seed goes in the ground. And, and the phrase that jumped out at me recently when I heard it was, was this is a great mystery that God brings the rain and the sun and that it produces fruit. And, and even Christ is saying, there's something there that when we, we allow God to do what God wants to do, and we do our part. So, you know, mm-hmm. we are the ones mm-hmm. sowing the seed, you know, we are the one. But, but God gets to do what God wants, and there's a mystery there. And I think the mystery is from our perspective, not from <laughs> God's perspective, right? <laughs> I think the, the mystery is from God's perspective, or sorry, from our perspective, and we go, how did that happen? How did one little seed turn into multiple fruit? Or, you know, as we, you know, we read these verses in Psalm where, you know, hey, that's just a normal thing. We would get up, we would toil, we would do, and we would expect some sort of return. And the psalmist is kind of saying here, wait a minute, unless the Lord is involved, unless there's that you know, something that the Lord is doing in your life and you're listening and you're obeying and you're, you know, kind of surrendering to, mm-hmm. to the Lord, mm-hmm. then there's this, this God thing that happens. And I'm going to bring Jeremy Hanscom into the conversation. He's nodding. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Jeremy, welcome. You're the pastor of Calvary Pentecostal Church, and there's some exciting things going on there. Yeah. So maybe just give the listeners just a little bit of history of how long have you been at the church, you know, what, uh, uh, what your role is, and, and how you've been yeah. leading the people there. So. Yeah, well, actually, our church just celebrated its 54th year anniversary here in uh, this past weekend here in Ottawa, and I'm the fourth uh, pastor of the church. I've been there 20 years in leadership, uh, youth ministry up and through associate mm-hmm. pastor, and uh, the last eight years as the lead pastor of Calvary Church. So wow. it's been a, an incredible journey. I wasn't planning on being here this long, but uh, God just sort of... the Lord. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Good. Well, that's... And, and so there are some exciting things, and, and really, we're, this verse actually relates a little bit to what we're going to talk about. You guys have been... The church has been there 54 years. You've had transitions and yep. the history that we go through in terms of the church, and mm-hmm. you have been... In involved in a, almost half of that period of time in some form of leadership and some form, sort, sort of, of, um, of 
What's the word I'm looking for, Rebecca? You always have to help me out with the... (laughs) Well, yeah, you have been there for half the time with all of its ups and downs and obstacles and all of that. But now there's some pretty neat things that are taking place for you. Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah. So we we paid off our church and building, and we realized that we were in need to to build again. We were growing. So, you know, we kind of looked at it, well, uh, you know, what can we do? How can we raise capital to build our new uh, building? And uh, we went back to our old processes, what we've always done before, fundraising, uh, you know, the peanut brittle kind of things, selling peanut brittle, those kind of things. And uh, The entire male population of the church gains 10 pounds. And, uh, yeah. So we, we were going down that path, and, you know, people were sacrificing, people were giving, God was uh, blessing us, but as, you know, I was looking at our project of what we were getting ready to, to build, what we needed to build. And I was sitting in my office one day, and I said, God, I just don't know how this is going to happen. Like, we're going to be forever in a day trying to get to where we need to go through the current means of, of our fundraising. And and so I just really took it to prayer. I said, God, we're doing everything we know to do. Um, there has to be something better. What is the better? <laughs> wow. And kind of left it in God's hands. And, you know, I started speaking numbers to God. God, really, we need $2 million before we can really get this project, really see this project come up, come about. <laughs> and uh, I, re- I remember this came to me just the other day. I was, uh, oh, we're probably going four or five years ago now. I was driving through a parking lot, uh, a business parking lot, and I remember saying that to God. God, I know it's kind of just kind of exasperated. God, we need like $2 million to get this project going. Mm. And I felt the Spirit of God speak to me and just say, I've already given it to you. You just need to ask for it. It's oh, there. Oh, man. It's there. And so that started, you know, us sort of looking and praying and, okay, God, where are you leading us from here? You know, and. Unless the Lord is in the house, right? Yeah. There is, we, we know, even in the church community, there, I don't think there's too many people that say there, that there is lack in our mm. in the Lord, right? You right. know, we know that in our brains. Sometimes we know that in our hearts that we go, we go there. You know, I know that the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know that there's no lack with Him, and yet, yeah. here you are in a parking <laughs> lot going, "Hey, Lord, we need that's two a, million." That's, that's exactly. a very interesting thought because this past our own six months to a year. I that the Lord's word is I've given you what mm. you need. I've yeah. given you access. So I'm like, okay, how do we access it? How right. do we exactly. how, how do we honor you and how what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So how did how did that then translate to where you're now? Na- yeah. you are now? So uh I I was invited to attend a meeting in St. Louis, uh a past, it was a pastor's uh, meeting and so I, I went down and I'm Met a gentleman that was sitting beside me, and just over lunch we were talking, and he introduced me to um, uh, a man by the name of Mark, just in conversation, uh, that ran a runs a business called Capital Stewardship uh, Services, mm-hmm. and he's based out of St. Louis. And so, you know, he said, if you're looking to, to, to raise some capital, this is the guy to do it. We've used them. And, and so I was like, oh, okay, that's intriguing. And so I kind of just filed it away in the back of my mind. But we had never used a, 
anybody like that before in our church history. So I was kind of a little leery about it. I don't know. You know, I didn't want anybody coming in twisting arms and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So Good pastor protecting yeah. his flock. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So I, I was a little concerned about that. And, and uh, so some time went by, maybe six months, and I got an email from this gentleman I had met in St. Louis. He said, hey, have you had a chance to get a hold of, of Mark? And uh, I said, no, I'm kind of busy right now, you know, just kind of putting him off. And We're selling peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then some more time went by, and somebody else uh, mentioned Mark to me. And, and so this guy's name kept coming up, kept coming up, and I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then uh, one day I was in Toronto at a conference, and I was meeting some people, and I kind of knew everybody that in, in the group that I was standing in. And I turned around, there was this uh, gentleman behind me with, with gray hair, and I didn't know who he was. And I stuck my hand out and said, hi, I'm, I'm Jeremy Hanscom. He said, oh, hi, I'm Mark Mesendek, and, and uh, here's the guy. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, God, you, you know, this is not by accident that, that you've brought this yeah. meeting together. So I said, you know what? Uh, I, I've been told I need to call you, <laughs> and uh, we need to we need to talk. And so, uh, yeah, I got a hold of him, and he came up to Ottawa and met with our church board, and sort of took us through his process. And um, we 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 prayed about it, and kind of launched into this capital. Uh, campaign in our church. It's a 36-month campaign that we've called Blessed to Give, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just become our church. Mm-hmm. It's it's really been a, an incredible miracle what God has done. So uh, our church committed uh, $1.5 million over uh, 36 months. Mm-hmm. We are now at month 27, and we just crawled over the million dollars uh, received. So things are moving uh, on track. That's an awful lot of peanut brittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, peanut brittle will never go. What a change, what a change, eh? you know, in the sense of, of, you know, again, going back to sometimes we, we, it's like you said, we were doing everything we knew what to do. And Mm. then, you know, in a sense, God comes in and says, yeah. well, and, and, and again, uh, I'm such a practical guy. This isn't like the money grew on trees. No. It, it, it's not like, you know, <laughs> you met a real guy named Mark who God had given strategy for raising money for his kingdom work. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I want to bring that to the forefront because it's not just about a building. It's not just about raising money to put up four walls of concrete. Right. Um, you'd express that in, a, in our conversation earlier. There's a lot more going on here. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So about, uh, I think it was the week prior to our commitment service, uh, I was standing in the pulpit, you know, gearing people up for next week's our big commitment service. And I just felt God speak to me and say, this is not about money. Mm. This is about faith. And you've, you as a church have been praying uh, for me to lead you into new areas of ministry, new depths with me. Uh, to see my hand move greater amongst this community, uh, for you to get there, your faith has got to be increased. And so I I just kind of blurted it out to the church. This isn't about money. This is about faith. And, you know, sometimes I, in the pulpit, I I say stuff, and then after I I, on the way home, my wife goes, "Do you realize what you just said?" <laughs> it was kind it was of one recorded. of those, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it was kind of one of those moments. And so, over the last uh, twenty-seven uh, months, I mean, God has done just incredible financial miracles, but He's done other miracles too. People that have been healed that uh, you know it, it wasn't about finance; it was just 
a blessing of God. So healed physically. Healed physically, yes. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And uh, I just had a family in my office this past Sunday night, and uh, this lady has just seen a miracle in her in her in her work, um, a position that she was didn't apply for. She wasn't even uh, um, in the union, wasn't even able to apply for. Uh, and the the boss, uh, the manager, said, "This is your position." I strained it with the union. It's yours. You got it, and it's just an incredible miracle for her. And she was dealing. Uh, with physical problems in her body from her old position that she was working at. So God does this. And and so this couple's talking to me, and and the gentleman says to me, Pastor, blessed to give. It's really not about money. It's it's about God doing great things. We've we've learned a new relationship with God in this process. And, uh, yeah, it's just been unfolding. Every every week's almost like a new testimony of, some other area God's unfolding. So, in did it lives. start with the Lord saying, you know, your folks? Just on the practical note, because mm-hmm. I can hear the listeners. Well, how did how how did that Everybody happen? Everybody wants a formula. We don't have a formula <laughs> no, here. Just, no, no, I don't know. I know no formula. But it was it more like you know the Lord was challenging you. You know, you physically can give so much, but here's what I'm actually asking you to give personally. Yep. Was that how that happened? Yeah. Or? So uh, with uh, with Mark, he had a, a tool that he created his his company created, and it's. Uh, uh, a tool to help us find what we can give. So it goes through our budget, and uh, you know we find over the 36 months, where can I save money to give sacrificially to this campaign? Uh, that was for one, your church, for, for our your church, church for our church. Yes, okay. yes, that was one part of it. Um, and then the second part was as individuals. Uh, so we're looking through our financial, uh, you know, our this tool, budget tool, and we're looking. Okay, I, yeah, I can not buy so many Tim Hortons every week and save some money there and da-da-da-da-da. Then at the bottom I have, okay, here's my total. But then the other side was, okay, God, what do you want me to give? Mm. So when we did the commitment cards, there was this is what I can give. This is what I feel God wants me to give. (laughs) This number here is what God is going to supply. And so... To fill in the God gap. To fill in the God gap. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. And so, you know, the monthly number was $13,933 as a church is what we said we could give. You know, the car payment. That's (laughs) that's what we can do. (laughs) And we've seen months of uh, $60,000 and $50,000. So between the $13,933 and the $60,000 is God... God's gap. God's gap, exactly. And so every month, you know, we we celebrate that. Uh, oh, we we did our part, but look what God did! Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I, in the beginning of the program, when we were talking, you were talking about the scriptures. Uh, one of the there was a statement that popped into my head uh, that one of our teachers used to say uh, in Bible college to us that um, God doesn't study, and you don't anoint. You got to do the studying, and God will do the anointing. And sometimes we like to, we we want to do God's part. We want to supply the rain, and we want to supply the sun, but we can't do that. So we have to stick with our part and say, okay, God, this is what I can do faithfully to you. Wow. And I will do my part. What? Then it's your part. (laughs) I'll plant the, the seed. And you'll bring the, 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 the rain and the, the sun and, and allow it to grow. I'll do what I can, and then, God, you will do the rest. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and, you know, one of the keys, uh, in a sense, in the whole story that we're talking about is, is that fundamentally 
it was God's idea at the beginning, right? So as you yeah. as a leadership yeah. team, as you as a church begin to get that, you know what? I think there's something God wants to do in our community, and and it it has something to do with the building you know there's yeah. there's you know and sometimes that focus is is you know the, it it's the building and what i'm hearing from your story is 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 god going well it's not really about the building we're going to raise some money for the building but it's about the hearts not just of your your faith community right. because god is increasing your faith community's faith right exactly <laughs> he's, he's increasing that for something greater yeah. and so part of the the why i'm excited about your story is, is you know i'm going yeah the building okay that'll get built and that'll be fine now, what has God got planned for the community right. that you are in right. around Silveral Road or yeah, however yeah, you reach yeah, out yeah. to go, how is that? Because he's not interested in the building. No. He's interested in the hearts. Exactly. Right? And, and that was part of the campaign. One of the big uh, sort of slogans of our campaign was you know, bu- building a place for others. This is not about a building. This is about us having more space to develop ministry mm-hmm. to, de- to reach out into our community. And, and and have that available to us uh, to to do to do ministry better uh, in our community. Yeah. So you know, keep coming back to the people with that every month. It's not about the building. <laughs> We're making a space for others. Wow. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how has how has it been for your community in the church? What has this campaign done for you as a whole? Because you said there's about 300 people that regularly attend. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, since I talked to you, I just stumbled across my uh, notes with Mark in our first meeting, and that was one of the questions. You know, what, what, what's your uh, size of your church? And I had 295 written down. <laughs> and uh, now we're a little over 500. Um, God just keeps adding to the church, and we're thankful for that. Um, I've been trying to think of that answer. What you know? What has it been doing to the community, or what has it done in the community? There's a lot it pro- it has done, and we could probably talk about that for a long time. But the the big thing, the big takeaway for me is just the increase of faith. Mm-hmm. I, I I sometimes stand back, um, and I'm uh, sort of taken back by people's faith. It it wasn't that level of faith wasn't there. 27 months ago wow it just it just you know we we would talk yeah god could do it god could do it but the practical putting myself in action just and believing god's gonna be there when i need him to be there so now the stories are coming right so that's what you've seen you've seen it like and it's coming from the heartfelt story like this is because they're experiencing it in the practical yeah and, and you know, wow. a weird thing, people coming to me saying on Sundays, uh, Pastor, thank you for the opportunity to sacrifice, to bless, to give. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the opportunity. And I, I'm uh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining <laughs> into the campaign. You know? And when you were sharing your story, because we had a talk with you a little while ago, but just the story of Israel when they were building the temple, like it could... Anyway, I'm going to cry. But that's what your church reminds me of. They mm. came with so much. Mm. They just kept giving and giving. And like what a beautiful story because that's that's not how the world operates. We we talk a lot at more than enough in it, in our coaching and all of that about the world system and God's kingdom. Mm. God's kingdom works on a totally different place. Almost backwards mm-hmm. to the world system. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that your people would say thank you that we could sacrifice. Like how 
be- what a fragrant offering yeah, is, are those words yeah. to the Lord. And, and as wow. a pastor, it's very, uh, I just, you know, it's just a moment where you just stand and think, wow, you know, this is God. I, I, it's humbling, very humbling, mm-hmm. very humbling mm-hmm. to have because, that experience. Yeah, because you, you well, even in the interview, just from this this morning, I'm hearing, you know, you heard the Lord speak to you and said, you know, you've, and yet He put the cry in your heart, Lord, we can't just do peanut brittle. Right, <laughs> this right, isn't right. working. Right. But then He led the people to you that you needed. Uh, even in your own, I don't know if this is going to work. This guy, you know, who is this guy? And right. yet, and yet, this this man comes in and looks at your practical budget, mm-hmm. and then challenges your faith. He does both, yep. and that piece of moving forward in practical giving, but yet the faith factor. How they both go together? Absolutely. Like that's. I mean, and that's what. We love to talk about it more than enough, just to help people. I'm thinking this morning for folks who are listening, you know, you may be skeptical. You know, you can take your skepticism to God. You can take that all. You can say that you're not seeing a God gap. Well, that's fine for that church. Or you may think, well, you're going to head over to that to <laughs> Jeremy's church now <laughs> just to see what happens. But it can happen in your own personal finances. You're mm-hmm. struggling. Give it to the Lord. You have what you need. And he, he, it's His wisdom you need to activate uh, what's going on in your life. We're coming to the end. And, and one thing that I really just wanted to bring, bring out, uh, and Reb, it's just so beautiful you said that, because you know God doesn't work in isolation. There, this story is about a community of hearts that God is increasing the faith in. So, you know, you start at the leadership, and then Jeremy brings someone else that's outside of their own community, but in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. who is gifted to do what God wants to do. And so often we, uh, and this is the challenge, I always like to, to have a little practical piece, but if you're saying, oh, you know what? I don't know how we are going to, how we, you, me, and the Lord are going to accomplish His will, then do not be surprised that you have a interaction with somebody or somebody mentions a name right, and right. pursue that because that's the Lord actually putting it people. And again, it's, it's a mystery. But it's not magic here. It's no. people, God at work, bringing a community together. And Jeremy could not have raised 10 bucks all by himself without the community of faith that was around him, the people who are blessed to give. And it started with, you know, with uh, Mark. It started with a, whole, with a leadership team. It started with a whole bunch of these people. But all this comes back into community. So if you're feeling, and this is such a big thing around money, We've only got a few minutes left, but don't live in isolation around this. This could be something as simple as the next mortgage payment or the next grocery bill. You know what? Don't live in isolation. Bring that to the Lord and wait for the Lord to show you who might be where the Lord has those resources. And I would just quickly add, start praying Psalm 127. Mm. Unless you build my house, Lord, I labor in vain, so please help me build it. And what peace do I play, but what what do I leave to a community, and what do I leave to you? Mm-hmm. And just I, it just strikes me that Pastor Jeremy asked uh, asked the Lord and talked to him personally about it. And I we just challenge you to do the same. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, Jeremy, for coming in. Thank you for sharing the story of what God's doing right here in Ottawa, in our city. And, you know, he's got... He, he wants his kingdom to come. Amen. He wants to be glorified. What, a, what an incredible story. I think so, we're going to have him back yet. Oh, right? wow. <laughs> we, we, got, we got some months left. Uh, right. you know, we might, uh, but absolutely. So, again, I just want to encourage you here at the end to say, you know, if you need some encouragement, I mean, that's why we do this show. Go back to the other shows. We talk about all kinds of things. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it off CHRI's website. You can get it off morethanenough.ca's website website. I know that Pastor Jeremy's church are all going to listen so great. Yeah, ratings are going to go up. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek. But yes, we want to encourage you in your money, faith, walk. And so if you need some encouragement, listen to some past shows, tune in, and join us next week as we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.